the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, okay, I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm just, I was just standing over there, you're just uh, talking away. And so we, uh, we're we here. This is the weekend, this is the Weekend Gardener, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just looked at the, and, and that's what it says. I was off, it's, I was it's off WPTF yesterday. WPTF radio. And I'm off today, so. <laughs> yeah, no, we're in the right place. Yeah, we were off yesterday, but we um, uh, in the afternoon we we had a really good time. Rufus and Phil Campbell and Melissa and I uh, went went to Pittsburgh to uh, the family farm, and we had a good old time, didn't we, brother? Oh, Rufus? I loved it. It was so peaceful. Uh, it reminded me of my childhood. I, there were cattle out there. Mm. They were spreading sludge. Yeah. Yeah, and they uh, we had some turkeys. Oh, that was a, such a sight. Had to, yeah, twenty. Now I, I I put on Facebook that you I had to put a on a view of, <clears throat> excuse me of you sitting there, and uh, mentioned the cattle, but also mentioned wild turkeys. But uh, people were asking if I meant to put an S there. It was just wild turkey. I said no, no liquor involved. It was just uh, it was, it was just a flock turkey. of turkeys. Yeah, yeah, all, all nine of them. I counted nine. Oh, okay. I thought there were more than that, but um, they just kept seemed to uh, coming. It was a nice little uh, long row of them, and then they kind of spread out a little bit. I don't know what happened to them because the grass was fairly tall down there, and uh, so so we saw cows and, yeah, and Sweet wild turkeys. Has quite a a family background of. Uncles and aunts and folks famous and more famous. Yeah, there aren't many people who who uh, failed in her family. No. <laughs> no I can't say that. that. Yeah, well, you know. We, I might be listed, but other people is one of those in the Edison family that failed. No, no, I, I don't think you failed. I don't, I don't know of anybody in your family. I didn't, I, you know, I've never met any of your relatives or your brothers and so forth, uh, your sister, but I, I doubt that they did. Uh, no, they were all industrious people. Yeah, well, you we had were the to, first had in the family to go to college, of yeah. course. So many people of that era. Yeah. Were you the only one that went to Carolina? I was the only one that went off of the hill down to the hill. Okay. Uh, all four of my brothers and my sister went to Appalachian. Wow. And they all practiced, taught, and taught for a while. Every one of them were coaches. And you taught too, but uh, mine was in a different category. I taught the third grade. 
in a Catholic boys' school <laughs> in in Washington, in Washington D.C. Before you got your job with the, well, the I, senator, I, I had the job. Oh, at, you had it. I had the job. Yeah. So this was to uh, bump up your income a little bit. Yeah, bump yeah. up my knowledge. Third graders are smart. <laughs> they are, yeah, especially especially in Washington D.C. in Catholic schools. They, you know, they're taught well. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Pam Beck is with us. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, y'all. It's so good to hear your voices, and I love that photo you shared of Rufus. <laughs> did I look relaxed, Pam? You did. You looked like you were in just a piece of heaven. You just looked like you belonged there. Well, I was. I was sitting there on the, the patio, and... Those turkeys, those wild turkeys, just strolled across the, the field down there as, as though they were right at home, which I'm sure they were. And it was just a sight for sore eyes. Yeah. I mean, it was it was perfect temperature out there, too. A little windy, but it uh, we certainly need some rain. We saw how dusty. There was one little section out in the pasture where some trucks had been, and uh, it was it was kind of... Kind of dusty out there yesterday, so uh, we definitely, I think we're going to get some rain. Your plants need rain, Pam? Oh, desperately. It is dry here. Um, I did a little bit of digging this week, and, and the soil would just crumble. So for anybody who's planting something right now, be sure you give it a really good soak. Because even if we get rain, I think the forecast is calling for no more than a quarter of an inch. Yeah, And that is barely going to wet down the soil and take some of the pollen out of the air. I heard you clearing your throat, too, Mike. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I I certainly do this time of year anyway. Oh, uh, it's rough. uh, My eyes itch and everything else when we're inside. But the pollen. Yeah, and it's not the pine pollen. um, Yeah, but I tell you what, it is gorgeous out, though. This has been a fabulous spring. It has. Uh, the plants and the plants looked pretty good. I remember saying last year that the, uh, the all the blooming plants looked really good, but this year it's just outstanding. I think that little cold yeah. snap helped Have you us. Noticed any, yeah. Did you see any damage after those cold temperatures that we had in your garden? I, I don't know that I've seen I anything. I had the tips of some uh, hydrangeas that turned a little dark, but I don't think it hurt anything. I haven't checked the hydrangeas. I'll, I'll have now to. Now, I had, uh, as usual, I... I jumped the gun, and on the 15th of April, put the philodendron and, and the old grapefruit tree out outside, and I had to go out and take burlap saps and cover them, but that's good to have a supply of burlap sacks yeah. always, because when you do that, it's going to have one cold snap between the 15th and the 1st of May, mm-hmm. and some of us never learn that, but that's I don't right. put tomatoes out now. I do not do that. Smart person. Yeah. Yeah, that, didn't, that doesn't seem to work. And I think Colby uh, last week, uh, Griffin, and, and Pam, you haven't met Colby. He Well, I actually haven't met him. I've just talked to him on yeah, the phone. He's an extension agent in uh-huh. Franklin County. And he was on right. Uh, right. I know him. last <clears throat> week, and and he was talking about, yeah, you know, things just wait until you get into May to plant those tomatoes, and that way you're you're going to be safe. So, we so. have all, every year what we call a blackberry winter. And about the time that the blackberries and raspberries start blooming, sure enough, 
we get a cold snap. Here yeah. it comes, absolutely, yeah. every year. Yeah. I hadn't thought yep. about that. Every year. Yeah. Yep. That's an old mountain because saying, too, Pam, Blackberry winter. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's different times of the – there's Indian summer when it's um, – when it's been cool weather, and all of a sudden you have a, a really nice little spell, and then blackberry winter in, in the spring. Boy, I hope we have a lot of Indian summers. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Just... I forget how much you hate cold, uh, hot weather, Mike. I you never, uh, all of my life, I mean, even a little kid, I didn't like it at all. So yeah. It's yeah. just one of those things. Well, yeah, the uh, I'm trying to think, do you have a... A windmill palm on your property? Yes, it, yes, we do. Um, we is it really seeding out this year, pr- producing a lot of pods and seeds? Mine has not, but it's mine struggles. It's in too much shade, ah. and it's uh, down in the woods under oaks and maples, so it's competing for moisture. So I have not had that problem, but I have seen some others that look like they're really thriving. And so, are you are you noticing that on? Your oh list? yeah, mine is just going crazy. I got them. I I've got a lot of them this year, and the, last year was the first time it it had really produced seeds. It's it's probably ten years old, maybe the the wow. plant. How tall? It's probably eight feet tall, uh, ten feet That's tall great. by now. Yeah, it it seems yeah. to be happy. It's it's in a it's in kind of an interesting place. It's getting some good drainage, but I I was just astounded by it. And Rufus, you're getting a little <coughs> bit of that on your tree. Oh, absolutely! I had, I had noticed Pam and Mike showed me a picture, and I went out and looked at my palm tree, and there it was with this monstrous stuff shooting out from yeah, bright yellow. Just like it looked like a <clears throat> some kind of a, a, an animal coming out of there. <laughs> Well, it does. You know, it, it comes out of skin. It almost looks like skin yeah. coming at the pod, and it makes it look kind of like a snake coming out there at first. But, you know, it's it, it, like a boa constrictor. It's pretty big. But I, I'm, I may be uh, trying to save some seeds and maybe plant some seeds, make, make other windmill palms. I don't know how hard that is. I've never done that, but it um, – I guess I've it's never, some... I've never propagated, but there are there are palm experts. There was a place down in Newburn called Gary's Palms, mm-hmm. and um, that guy used to sell a lot of palms and palmettos and um, all kinds of things that would grow in this area. I don't <clears> know if he's he's still there, but you know, if someone's had experience propagating palm trees from the from the seeds, um, I'd be interested in hearing. Yeah, I would. I would love to to hear that because there are windmill palms. There have been windmill palms out at J.C. Park on Wade Avenue as long as I can remember, and and also down, of all places in front of the police station <laughs> downtown. Oh, yeah. Yes, a, I believe that's a windmill. If it's, uh, it may be a different variety, but it's it's at least one has been there for a long, long time. So it's kind of you know, for Raleigh, it's kind of interesting, but the the windmill palm is very hardy. I, I have a neighbor who has a sago palm, and mm-hmm. it, it's kind of at the bottom of a hill behind a shrub, so it gets a little little protection, but I can see a, a some kind of white sheet or something out there occasionally. Mm-hmm. They don't bring it in. It doesn't look like it looks like it's in the ground. So uh, that's an interesting plant, too. They certainly look a lot better in Charleston than they do here, but. 
uh, you, know, you can add a little exotic effect to to your landscape. And Phil Phil Campbell was with us yesterday too, and she was talking about Texas had grown a lot of tropicals, and then they had that terrible ice and snow and so forth. It got so cold down there fairly recently, and so they, you know, everybody started buying up Florida's. Uh, tropical crop so they've had to start over down there and there's kind of a shortage of tropical plants so apparently so now there'll be a run on tropical plants <laughs> tropical plants and toilet paper yeah more of the weekend <laughs> garden that's a combination more of the weekend gardener coming up here on wptf it's 819 For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. 8.23 WPTF time. Mike Crayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and uh, Pam Beck with us this morning. So glad to <coughs> have you, Miss Beck. It's good to have her. Yes, it is. Hey, Thank uh, you. It's good to be had. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Now, I don't know that. about that. Well, I, I've uh, been had before. Let's uh, uh, move on to uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, you know, <laughs> as a Facebook contest. They really do. Uh, so don't forget to feed the birds. I'm sure Pam feeds the birds. Our I friends do. at Wild Birds Unlimited at Falls Center in Raleigh and Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary are giving away something very special a no mess seed cylinder feeder so you can you can have a chance to win that just register to win by going to the WPTF Facebook page prizes will be given away on Monday so go to the WPTF Facebook page for a chance to win the no mess seed cylinder from your friends at Wild Birds Unlimited the question is is it is it squirrel safe i don't know yeah, that that's the question. I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. I do have a cylinder type feeder that is. They haven't they have not been able to figure to do out anything with it. that. <laughs> it is I mean they are acrobats, but with this one you just can't you just can't hold on and try to eat and it's got, you know, springs on it and the door closes. Fun to watch, I'm sure. Yes, it is. I mean, they keep trying. They are persistent. They never give up. But it doesn't work with that. You know, it's amazing the amount of wildlife we have here in the Triangle, and the damage they can do is equally amazing, like squirrels. That's why so many people in the area depend on Imos Garden repellents to control animal damage. If you have deer or rabbits eating your plants, squirrels digging in your flower pots, moles and voles tunneling through the yard, Imos Garden has a solution for you. Imos Garden will protect your beautiful garden with natural repellents that are pleasantly scented, effective, and long-lasting. Every Imos Garden repellent has been individually formulated to provide safe and effective protection. Imos Garden blends natural ingredients with botanical oils to give you the most effective repellents on the market that are easy to use and don't have to be reapplied after every rain. The repellents are available in a variety of sizes from ready-to-use spray bottles, cost-saving concentrates, and easy-to-use shaker jars. It's no wonder Imos Garden has become the favorite repellent for so many gardeners. 
You'll find I Must Garden at local, locally owned independent garden centers, hardware stores like, well, let's see, uh, Homewood Garden Center in Raleigh is a great garden center. And so is Durham Garden Center. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from IMUS Garden Repellent. Earth-friendly, people- and pet-friendly, and made right here in the Triangle area. And it works on squirrels. I can vouch. Yeah, they have a squirrel repellent. They have uh, several for uh, deer, rabbits, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and, uh, of course, they have the mole and vole repellent. And uh, the the, uh, the deer repellent, I know um, Phil has talked about it a lot, has uh, worked well at uh, her garden center. So they, uh, Nelsa and uh, Josh Logan, um, Phil, all all stand behind Imus Garden products. There, Maryland uh, has uh, come up with and sold so many uh, products over the years uh, right here in the Triangle. Eight twenty-seven WPTF time. So. Uh, what are the interesting plants that are blooming in your landscape landscape right now, Pam? Oh, my goodness. Um, where do I start? Uh, the azaleas are still just really showing off. I've, I've still got some of the deciduous azaleas that are coming on, and, of course, the, the big ones like the Formosas, George Tabers have been just extraordinary. That's that pale pink with the little That is a pretty throat. one. It's a gorgeous thing. They're about six, seven feet tall and wide, and they're just planted in a mass. Um, the uh, Gigi Gerbing, which is a white, similar version of that, big trumpets, uh, pure white. It is, it is still blooming. Um, but looking through, goodness, uh, the flocks, the woodland flocks, which is baby blue, it's, it is as close, to Rufus, to Carolina Blues, I think you're going to find in a flower. Now, Rufus loves the Linton Rose, but he surely loves flocks a lot. Do you have the Carolina Blue flocks? Uh, I do. Good. I love it. And uh, I have uh, woodland, uh, not, not, not flocks, wood. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a brain malfunction here. But it, it's also a Carolina blue, huh. and it comes from a little bulb. Are you talking about Virginia Virginia bluebells? That's it, Virginia they, bluebells. Yes, I love those yes. things. Aren't they fantastic? Another great native plant. And for those of you who have shade gardens, do like Rufus and I do. Try to put out some natives out there that'll come up in the spring and they'll bloom happily, and they're low maintenance. And oh, yes, they're spring ephemerals. A lot of them will disappear afterward. But you can count reliably on them coming back. And the bluebells have such beautiful foliage, too. It's big, rounded, um, lush foliage. And that blue-blue flower that's up above that is so nice this time of year. Yeah, they are pretty, no doubt. What, What do they need in the way of sun and moisture? Uh, part part sun. Um, the bluebells normally grow if it's a little bit more moist. So if you've got a, a hill that goes down, uh, they prefer to be along a creek bed or a, okay. a little low spot is fine for those. The flocks will grow anywhere. All right, they very... grow from dry shade to moist shade. All right. I, I, hold on a second, Pam. We'll be back. Okay. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 
Yeah, that's us. Uh, we're we're back, and it's uh, Mike Rayleigh, Ann Clapp, and Rufus Edmonston, and Pam Beck this morning. And Herb is in Durham. Good morning, Herb. Good morning, everyone. Yes, sir. Good morning to you. Are you in Durham this morning or down in Jamesville? I am in Durham. I just got back from Jamesville, and while I was down there, I thought about all of you because— um, well, first of all, I was headed towards uh, Jamesville, and when I went past Tarboro, there is a little patch there that has, I believe, red clover. If there's such a thing, yes. Oh, yes, sir. There is. Let me tell you, crimson clover, we call it. Yard. If I could have a yard full of red clover and it would last all year, I would take it. Absolutely beautiful, for we- sure. You know, it's a, it's certainly a cover crop, but you, uh, you usually see the white clover. Yeah, the red clover grows taller. Yeah, which yeah. which wouldn't make such a uh, a lawn plant as much as the white clover because it grows low to the ground. But red clover out in the field with the with Hereford cattle. Now you talk about a site with that red clover up to about their knees mm. is a beautiful site, and it's just gorgeous. Which, as I said, we call it crimson clover. At home, in the mountains. Natives, uh, my yard right now has a lot of green and gold. I was trying to think of the name for it, but it's green and gold. Yeah. Beautiful, and also the viburnum is uh, blooming. But I was going to tell you that I'm going to be working again today because of you all. Uh Uh-oh. My yard is acidic, so I was putting out lime and trying to figure out how to take care of it my neighbor's yard is complete moth if i had known 30 years ago that i could have a moth yard i would have let it go and now i wouldn't be doing the work that i have amen i have partly moss garden there are some there's some good books and what uh, Pam? What's the name of the lady? She has a little title. The lady, oh, that, Annie Martin. Um, yeah, she's from Brevard, North Carolina, and she wrote a book on mosses. And I'm sure it's probably at the public library. You might be able to pick it up there, and there should be some guides with extensions. But if you want your yard to go mossy, um, do you have a lot of shade? Uh, no, well, yeah, I'm surrounded by pines, but I've got zoysia, so oh, I'm okay. stick with that. Yeah. What I okay. did was right. I I limed I limed y- the yard to get to mm-hmm. get a start on it, and then I said, "Wait a minute!" I went and I have an area around my house. My security system is in the front, so the panel. So when I park on the side driveway, I have to walk around the house to get to the front. So I've been doing this for thirty some years. And so what I decided to do two weeks ago was to dig up the moss and put the moss in a, in a walkway from the back to the front. And now I'm waiting for it to rain. Yeah, it will need to catch the rain and a little. You need to scuff up the soil a little bit, too. I did. Feed it a little buttermilk. Yes. Oh, and you don't have to if you have acidic soil. It's yeah. going to be acidic enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, I just that's didn't an old Martha Stewart thing. Yeah, so don't anyway. put any lime there, and don't don't put fertilizer on it because moss thrives sure. with low fertility. 
Yeah, and well, compaction. Have a great weekend while I go out and line the rest of the yard. Okay, be careful and don't <laughs> line the 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 moss. <laughs> Herb, thank but you very much. Keep it damp. Uh, yeah, keep it, it damp. Keep the mosses. Yeah, keep it as damp as you can, um, as long I as you can it. to get it really well established. Yeah. Good. Okay. Y'all have a great day. You too, Bye. Herb. Thanks, Herb. Hey, Miss Nelson's with us too. She heard. She heard us thinking. She heard us thinking about her. I guess her ears were burning. Were your ears <laughs> burning, Nelsa? Oh, just about. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Are good. the food trucks already there? <laughs> They're on their way. Can't wait. <clears throat> Mister A's beignets and Bo's kitchen. It'll be a good day. Bo's kitchen. What does Bo serve? I think they have Korean food. Um, Different bowls and wraps and oh. uh, some good eating. Yeah, that uh, that sounds very tempting. Is it hot? No, no, <laughs> I don't do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> now I know some of the Thai and Vietnamese food can be hot, so I just I was just Certainly checking. Can. Yeah, I'm gonna order you some uh, pad thai, thai hot, Mike. <laughs> well, you better throw it at me. It'll hit me in the back because I'll be running. <laughs> Trying to get away. Well, uh, how is it How is it? I missed out on the trip to Pittsburgh? I don't know. I, I'm, uh, if you're... I mean, you're busy. I, I I guess Phil is too, but she agreed. I'm sorry. I, well, I now she was on the phone about every 10 minutes. I know. You had this... Uh, well, I, this thing coming up today, so I didn't. I'll take you too. You've been out there. Well, I I passed by you yesterday because uh, I went to the, the Julian farm and mowed. Got about six and a half acres done. So. Well, what time did you pass by? Um, oh gosh, I was on my way there probably around nine thirty. Oh. And on my way back probably. 3.30, something like that. Yeah, we were still there at 3.30. I'm oh, sorry. I was uh, lounging on the patio smoking a cigar at that time. <laughs> Watching turkeys. Absolutely. And it was just quite a sight. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they came out. I've, I've seen them. I've seen them a few times, but not that close. They were pretty close this okay. time. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a couple things real quick. Um I am glad that we are done, I hope, with this cold. And I appreciate uh, everyone last weekend saying, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so I'll probably head back to our farm this, this coming week and try to see if I can get about 250 tomatoes in the ground um, and start doing some, some summer gardening, some summer mm. vegetable gardening. Yeah, it's uh, it's it should be about that time. <clears throat> so you're going to you're going to. Plant uh, the same varieties this year. Usually plant, or are there just so many of them now? Yeah, I've got a few, um, a few new ones. I'm gonna try. Um, do some smaller ones. That berry crazy, um, kind of a yellow, golden color. It's a little different than the sun gold. Um, just some black cherries. I've got some some good slicers. I've got one called pork chop, and uh, I've got some of the Mister Strikeleys and um, solar flares and a few different ones, but uh, certainly stick by the tried and true with um, German Johnson and Black Crim and Cherokee Purple and um, you know Celebrity and and some of those. Well, tell um, like Ruth. I have. 
Tell Rufus a little more about this pork chop tomato because yeah, I mean, I the man loves yesterday. pork chops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he likes pork chops. All right, I'll have to say. Does it taste like pork chop? No, but you need a slice beside a good old fried pork chop. <laughs> That's what I had yesterday in Pittsburgh. <laughs> pork chop sandwich. We ate it. We ate it. S and T's. Yeah. I have a special guest riding shotgun with me this morning, and we are doing, a, when I say we, Garden Hut, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, uh, we are doing a fundraiser for MMIA, and I have Mike Dorman, the proprietor of this nonprofit, with me that I thought uh, he'd kind of give you a shout-out and tell you kind of what, um, what we have out here at the Garden Hut. Okay, very good. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, yes, Military Missions in Action, what we do is we help veterans with disabilities, our active duty families, and their and active duty members. We uh, we modify homes for veterans with disabilities here throughout the state of North Carolina. We ship about 8,500 care packages to our deployed troops to tell them no matter how we feel about this conflict, we're going to support them, and then we work with homeless vets. But Nelson has agreed to join us and let us uh, come out here to her wonderful location and uh we're selling some outdoor cushions we're doing a cushion blowout sale today for uh you know for patio type cushions to uh, raise money for the charity uh, she believes uh like i do that um those who have given so much for our freedom that we need to take very good care of amen yeah, yeah. you know the older i get the more cushions i need mike i don't know about you <laughs> I certainly, I certainly do. As uh, as I speak <laughs> in this chair, I need a well, cushion. I get more self cushion as as older I get. <laughs> <laughs> there are um, throw pillows, um, cushions that fit benches, um, chairs, uh, lounges. No, I don't need anything to throw. I'm like Ernest T. Bass. I, I throw rocks. I don't throw pillows. So you got throw? Uh, are they a lot of different colors? Oh, Lord, yeah. Patterns, colors, stripes, checks, uh, triangles, all kinds of stuff. And uh, they're really pretty. There's some uh, really colorful fabric. Um, Mike also has some umbrellas that are going, uh, the pillows are going for 5 10 15 and 20 bucks a piece. Umbrellas that are uh, 20 bucks and 30 bucks. Uh, some are wood, some are uh, made out of metal. Um, there's bistro tables that are set for. I think 100 125 bucks. Um, heavy-duty chairs. Some really neat stuff out here. Um, so we're just asking you to come out and support us yeah. uh, in MMIA today as well as tomorrow, uh, noon to 4. And uh, you'll see some pretty plants out here, too. Uh, Mike, you, you folks do great. You do great work. You really do. Well, mm-hmm. for everybody that doesn't know about it, just go to our website at militarymissionsinaction.org and uh, – See what we do. We do work in all 100 counties of the state, so we stay pretty busy on, on the roads. So we're happy to be here at the Garden Hut today. Great. Thank you, Mike. Nelson, how, how is our Shotwell project coming? It is good. I have secured, as of this week, um, I believe about 18, 18 to 21 uh, Asclepias, the butterfly weed. Um, wow. Wow. Um, Got a couple butterfly bushes. I'm holding holding back on. I'm I was trying to get the Pugster series because it stays more compact. Um, but I I think we're going to be a go. I'm I'm going to email 
um, him with a proposed plan, and I'm hoping either the first week of May or right after Mother's Day, that week of the 10th, um, to, to get out there and get on that project. Wonderful. Well, I know you're busy, Nelsa, and, and uh, I appreciate you and Mike uh, checking in with us this morning. There's going to be a big time today, a lot of, a lot of beautiful I, – I, I see on Facebook a lot of beautiful plants that you're getting in. Yeah, there's some pretty stuff, some wygelias. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that variegated wygelia was really something that I saw on Facebook yesterday. That yeah. That's an ancient plant, isn't it? The, the colonial days, a lot of wygelia. It, it's it's not a not a new plant. It's it's back in colonial days. Yeah. I understand. But the yeah, um, but gosh, the roses are stunning now. Uh, the hybrid teas, the the blooms that are on them, the fragrance, the colors. Uh, just uh, you know, Mother's Day around the corner. Hanging baskets are gorgeous. Uh, you guys were talking about palms a while ago. We've got a few of those around, but we do have some tropicals: um, hibiscus, braided hibiscus, mandevilla diplodenia. Uh, large geraniums. There, there's some pretty stuff out here. And Mike, I heard you talking about how pretty it was last year, but it's been gorgeous this year too. Um, that cold kind of, kind of bit us a little bit. Right. In, um, you know, hurting a few little tender plants, but um, most of them are able to flush and bounce back. But uh, we just, I hope that uh, I'll see you guys this afternoon and um, just bring your umbrella. We'll be good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're thankful for the rain. Uh, not going to get a lot, but uh, we're certainly thankful for all of it. Nelson, thank you, and, and drive safely. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. All right, we'll talk to Vera and Holly Springs coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 8.52, Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and Pam Beck. You know, all the pollen we're seeing around, some of it we don't see, uh, but it, we're still seeing some of the, the pollen that sits on our on just about everything that's uh, sitting still out there, like your car, for instance, and... King's Auto Service uh, wants you to get a spring checkups. Great idea. Items that need to be checked include the windshield wipers, which uh, really take a lot of abuse during the winter weather, and uh, the cabin air filters, of course. You know, that keeps the pollen out of the inside of the vehicle. So get that checked. During your spring checkup, make sure you're Air conditioning system is ready for the upcoming hot weather. And for those of you who currently drive a Toyota Prius or any other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's fully able right now to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. And this usually occurs around 150,000 miles or so. Call Kings today and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. Kings Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Let's talk to Vera in uh, Holly Springs. Good morning to you, Vera. Hi, how are you? Okay. Okay, I have a question. I have these little onions coming up in my grass, and when I had them last year, I tried digging them out with one of those little, you know, those weed pullers on a pole, 
and I can't get them out. And I've tried putting weed, uh, weed killer on them, but I don't want to kill the rest of the grass that start to come. But I don't know how to get the onions out of my grass. So you're you're talking about, uh, I suppose, Pam, it's uh, Rufus and Ann, it's, it's wild garlic that she's speaking of? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yes. And... I mean, you can use a broadleaf weed killer. You can dig up. You have to get down and, and dig up the whole thing, though, right, Pam? Get it all out. <laughs> yeah. If you if you leave the bulb in there, if it breaks off, then it it will come back. Um, but you know, you can just mow it with the rest of your grass. Whenever you mow your grass, if you're busy doing that this time of year, um, that will yeah. it'll disappear into your lawn. It's like they're laughing at me. No, 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 no. no, We're laughing at Pam. I'm laughing at myself that I'm. I just mow down weeds and they're green. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and Rufus and I both are of the ilk that we have what's uh, referred to as a freedom lawn, and it's whatever's green and grows. You just mow it, and it's it. You know, from a distance, it looks fine. But if you live in a an HOA neighborhood where they absolutely demand that you remove every weed, yeah. then yeah, yeah, you've got a problem. But otherwise, you know, if you're mowing once a week or twice a week right now, that will that will take it yeah. down. And you can't just pull it up. You have to take a shovel and go around and get every little yeah. bublet out of there because you may have you may under one one uh, top you may have thirty bu- little bublets. If you leave one of them, you haven't done a thing. Yeah. Yeah. How deep are they usually? Oh, they're they're about six inches deep. They can go four to six inches, and then uh, even under those bulbs, there's some roots. And what Rufus is talking about is all these little all these little daughter plants are just waiting their turn. So um, yeah. you really do have to to do some digging uh, down in there. Yeah. I used to love it's the like fragrance the of them uh, when someone would cut the grass uh, when I was a kid, and you'd smell. Smell the wild garlic. I thought it smelled pretty good. I I didn't mind it, but they they do, especially if you have a warm season grass, and uh-huh. uh, you yeah. know it really looks it really looks quite different, and they're much taller than than the grass. It, so yeah, it is. It's like I mow the grass, and then all of a sudden they're the ones popping up. The grass is staying yeah. low, and the uh, garlic that's are right, coming up. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. Now, um, as far as spraying, if you use something that is specifically for broadleaf weed, um, it is something that's uh, going to kill that and not the turf grass. Um, that's how you can specifically, uh, you know, zap okay. those particular uh, spots. Mm-hmm. But, but um, you know, it just depends on on what the look is that you want for your lawn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, well, the look I want is not those things sticking up. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you may have to use the weed be gone or something like that uh, more than once. Don't, do it. Don't hurt the grass. Yeah, and and the part that comes up above the grass, it it kind of deflects, uh, you know, liquids. You may have yes, to use some kind of surfactant. Waxy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a okay. dishwashing detergent or something. Yeah, it is kind of waxy, so in order for okay. it to penetrate, it's got to cling for a while. Mm. Well, I know they're highly potent. When I grew up on the farm, the cows would get into the wild grass, and your milk tasted like like wild onions. Like wild onions. <laughs> and what did your mama say? Oh, they get those cows out of that wild onion field. <laughs> 
I don't know what Coble Dairy thought about it when we. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they probably filtered it, and and uh, and pasteurization process probably helps helps that some. But y'all y'all didn't pasteurize yours. At, no, it house. wasn't pasteurized. Yeah, mm-hmm. so whole milk, whole milk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to try the the weed thing. All right. Well, Vera, you let us know how that works. I will. Thank All you very much. Thank you for being a part of the show. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, people people don't like those wild wild onions, wild uh, garlic, but it's okay. Yeah, that, that's right, Pam. Just cut your grass once in a while. Of course, it... Okay, well, you know, it, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we gosh, we've already gone through an hour. Already gone through an hour. I don't see, think that's possible. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF.